I'd like to start off this event by acknowledging we are on the traditional land of the Blackfoot Confederacy. This consists of the Kainai, Bigani, Siksika, and the Blackfeet in the US. I also acknowledge the Stony Nakoda, which consists of the Bearspaw, Morley, and Chiniki nations. I acknowledge the Satina, who are Dene, and the Métis, Inuit, status and non-status from all of Turtle Island and those who are visiting. We are all treaty people. Thank you, Samantha. Oh, well, okay, so we're really nervous around here because this <laughs> is our second live podcast. Uh, and tonight we have Amy Lee Owens from Calgary. Tell us about yourself. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Our um, pleasure. Yeah. So, where to start? <laughs> you can start from when you were just a glint or a gleam in your father's eye, maybe, how they told the story about it. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> you don't have to go back that far. You can start wherever you like. Yeah. <laughs> no, um, you know, I, I will go back to my childhood because that is often where, you know, a lot of our tapes are originated. Well, mm -hmm. all of them are originated in our, our early years. Yeah. Um, and um, I realized, like, just from the, my home life situation, I didn't get a lot of love from one of my parents. Mm -hmm. And I always strive for that love, right? I mean, it's just the most common thing ever, like daddy issues, right? Yeah, but I, I mean, think when we're, when we're missing some love, like, it's hard to, to not notice that. Yeah, yeah, and to wonder, like, why? Why am I not getting this love? And you, I kind of had to make myself small and fit in this box, like... I, I felt almost frozen most of the time. Like I just would freeze up and it was a direct result um, of just like, you know, walking on eggshells as a child. And anyways, um, so that did manifest into alcoholism for me. Um, you know, just that, those feelings of fear and guilt and not feeling comfortable in your own skin, I carried around for many years and didn't realize that those are isms of alcoholism. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just thought, why do I feel like I don't belong? Like, um, and so when I was about 12 years old, I had my first sip of alcohol and um, got blackout drunk. First time? <laughs> the very first time. Wow. Yeah. You must and have liked it. I... Or did you, did you like it enough that you got blackout drunk on purpose? Or did you just happen to like the feeling and kept going? I think that I had this allergy right from the get-go, and so I just drank too fast, too much, and would and blacked out. And that yeah. I understand. Yes, yeah, and right from my first drink, which looking back is quite interesting. Like, um, but I remember waking up that morning, and everyone, everyone else had made it to a couch or a bed, and I was sprawled out in the hallway on the floor, like <laughs> classy girl. I think that's where 12 year olds go to pass out though, <laughs> the hallway. Yeah, just wherever there's, I don't know, you can lay down, yeah. just, yeah. Precisely. Mm -hmm. um, so my child, like in my early teens, I was very active with dance and music and um, track. And so I didn't really, I didn't really start, I didn't really drink on a regular basis basis basically um, yeah. or do any sort of drugs or anything um, and then so you were involved in music from an early age too I was okay so yes. tell us about that yeah so when I was eight years old I auditioned for the Young Canadians which is a sponsored um, performing arts school in Calgary they very, perform very at, cool. yeah they perform at the Calgary Stampede and the Grandstand show every single night so I started that when I was eight years old Okay, I gotta ask you. So, like, I don't, I don't know very many people that were doing stuff like that at eight. And what I was doing <laughs> at eight, we're not going to talk about, um, <laughs> only because there's mixed company. But uh, the the idea that now, I, Darcy, you've got to be down here to help me keep on track, man. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, what were you talking about? This is a common thing that happens. Oh, just um, dancing and yeah, the, the eight, stampede. Eight years old. Thank mm -hmm. you very much. Um, and people will go on to say that I probably have some brain damage, but eight <laughs> years, eight years old, and you're performing in this like Calgary because it's pretty like um, prestigious here in Calgary. Like it is the only young Calgarians is like that's the thing, right? Yeah, I mean, certainly was when I was part of it. Yeah. Yes. Okay, so how yeah. excited were you at eight? Oh, I was so <laughs> excited when I when I got that. You have to audition, so you audition, yeah. and then you have to wait, and you get the 
you, that wow. yes that you made it and I was just so happy I like it was so exciting that's incredible yeah so I started out as a singer um and then I eventually moved and switched to a dancer and became a senior dancer which was awesome like yeah because the senior dancers got like the best parts and oh, <laughs> yeah more stage yeah. time and stuff which yeah, and it was, yeah. It's so, probably because they have experience though, right? Like the senior dancers would get that experience. Of course, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, that was a great time in my life, to mm -hmm. be honest. And yeah, I had lots of friends and um, yeah, it's interesting how life changes. But so shortly after that, I, I went back to school for architectural technology and um, kind of, you know, started working doing that, and then I had my own R&B Motown band. Oh, okay. Yeah. What was the name of that band? Uh, we went by Amy Lee Owens and Black Mamba. Amy Lee Owens and Black Mamba. Yeah. That's probably the coolest name out there, though. <laughs> hey? Yeah, I liked it. That's yeah. pretty sweet. It's pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah. My guitar player played for, like, Three Dog Night. And oh, really? Somebody else, I can't remember, but, like, a long, long time ago. Mm. He's now deceased, but... Oh, okay. um, yeah, he was like a really grimy, like yeah, yeah. <laughs> like a grimy soul, blues like, soul guy. Yeah, yeah, like a lot of life experience. Okay, so yeah. we'd pour out something for him on the floor, but then I'd get in trouble in the church, so we won't. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So it wasn't really until I made a decision to move to Toronto mm -hmm. to you know pursue music, just to move there. Um, so I moved there with a partner of mine. Um, we ended up breaking up and that's kind of when things switched for me. Mm -hmm. um, I was already using um, like weed. I never really used any hard drugs. Well, cocaine, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, alcohol, cocaine, yeah. they go together. Well, but, cocaine's uh, hard-ish. It's, yeah, it's not even the hardest anymore. No, totally. Yeah. Um, but it was mostly just weed at that point, and we did live above a liquor store, mm. so, I mean, you know, just, it's on Fort, the way home Fortune work, follows the prepared. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but after that, it really got out of hand. It had a couple pretty traumatizing things happen to me, um, and I just totally lost faith in the God of my understanding that I had had, you know, as a child mm -hmm. growing up, which, was really not a very, it was, it, it did what it needed to do for me at mm -hmm. the time, but it wasn't a very like in-depth relationship, not like the one that I have now. Mm -hmm. um, when you were growing up, did your, did your mom or your dad like teach religion of some kind or? Uh, no, we no? didn't teach it. We, I mean, to you is what I meant. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, so I'm Catholic, okay. so we would go to church. Yeah. Um, but I, I didn't, I don't like the, I don't know. Well, the Catholic. I don't always like the Catholic message, right? Yeah. It's, I don't, my God isn't a fearful God. Mm -hmm. So I don't, our beliefs aren't always the same. Yeah, no but doubt. But I respect. For sure. Whatever, yeah. Um, so yes, I have that in my life always. I always thought of myself as a spiritual person. Mm -hmm. My mom actually taught Course in Miracles. I don't know if you're familiar wow. with that. but I've heard of it. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's a cool program, mm -hmm. I mean. They're all very interesting in their own way, which yeah. very similar goals. So well, obviously, yeah. there's like there's a place for like, there's got to be a place for organized religion. It's there still is. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, I'm not sure like who needs what or who doesn't, but I mean, if it works for people, that's fantastic. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. I agree. Whatever works, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So for the next five years of my life, I pretty much went super downhill hmm. <laughs> I was really really alone um you know just how we isolate right yeah you go to that place and I was like I was literally alone out there it's really it's hard to make friends when you're like blacking out every night <laughs> <laughs> people don't really stick around too long <laughs> I don't understand why they don't though I know right <laughs> <Yeah>. like <laughs> I curse wake you up for tomorrow. cowards. Yeah. <laughs> How so. dare you leave me here in my blackout? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I mean I won't go into detail about kind of the yeah. the deep dark. It's up to you know. how much you want to share for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um Yeah, you know, those details aren't mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't think the nitty-gritty is important for everybody, yeah. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah. But, you know, I did things that I 
said I would never do. And mm. it just, oh my God, like total Jekyll and Hyde. Like everything in the book, obviously I'm part of a 12-step program, mm -hmm. which I am very grateful for. I mean, the Zoom meetings over this past COVID experience has just, they've been like amazing, life-changing. Yeah. They're all day. So, Isn't yeah. that awesome? It's so awesome. The support is just yeah. amazing. Like, yeah. I found the most amazing people in this mm -hmm. program, like true friends that absolutely care for you and like they love me. Without question. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, I never really had that before, to be honest. I yeah. didn't even know how to be a good friend to anybody. And mm -hmm. now I'm finding that I'm actually cultivating these relationships that I just yeah. never had before. Isn't that far out? Yeah. Like, especially coming from like a place where we are predominantly selfish and self-centered and, and self-driven, right? Like, yeah. to, I, I, the same experience through the years in a, in, in a certain specific 12-step program has taught me the same stuff. Like, how to be a friend. Like, a real friend. Yeah. Like, you know, where we don't just um, try to get in the way, but we're just there for them. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's important to point that out because I didn't know how to have friends beforehand. I knew how to use with people. Yeah. You know, like I so knew, selfish, so right? selfish. Yeah, like the most selfish motives. Mm. Yeah, it's funny. I had a friend um, a little while back. Well, lots of people probably said this, but um, he's like, he, I forget the context, but anyways, he he called me a master manipulator. I was oh. like. <laughs> so you do me in my drinking days, obviously, yeah. <laughs> like because that's so true about those mm. when I was in that. Um, yeah, just I, I, no moral compass at all. Like it's just crazy. I think that's the that's the key. The moral compass just gets really broken. Yeah. Right? Like and when you were you mentioned about things that you thought you would never do, so for me it was kind of like a list. <laughs> like as the years went on in my drinking and using, the things yeah. I wouldn't do just started to be less and less. Right? That's so that true. Yeah, that's what they always say too. Yeah. Like that hasn't happened yet. Like, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, I still have my, like, a place to live, but mm. you know what? I don't know. I've, it's interesting because I lately, I, this is very kind of, like, honest to say, but, mm. like, I used to really judge homeless people, mm -hmm. um, and now I, I realize that, like, I'm the exact same mm. as them, and I'm just like one drink away from possibly mm. that life. You know what I mean? Or I don't know. It's, it's really, it's given me so much compassion, really opened my heart to mm. see that because I, that is, uh, that is me. Like yeah. they just didn't have the same opportunities in me yeah. as me, or maybe they didn't have a family that family that could mm -hmm. rescue them. Right. Like, so. And that's important to point out, like, mm -hmm. because I think, um, like, recognizing our own position of like having a little bit more than other people might right like in terms of family friend support like i had that too yeah and, and i don't know how, if i would have been able to do it without it to i be know honest. yeah 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 like when you're in such a deep like dark mm -hmm. place and you're all alone especially like the and you have no money to i don't know yeah. no resources like you need resources or resourcefulness in life right mm -hmm. and yeah and unfortunately, when you're out on the street and stuff like that, the resourcefulness is usually considered criminal. Absolutely. Right? And you just need food or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's far out how, how it goes in that direction when it's still humans who have these needs. We all of a sudden don't recognize them in the same way. Mm -hmm. Not you and I, but there's like the, the status or whatever is, is in control, doesn't recognize that those folks need to do stuff. Yeah. Right? Like people don't sell drugs because they because they just want to get rich. Most people who sell drugs are street-level drug dealers. Mm -hmm. They don't get rich. <laughs> like That's true, they, right? just to get by. Just to get by. Yeah. And I'm not suggesting people should sell drugs. It's not what I'm <laughs> saying. But the idea of that not being a profession for people who need to use it as a profession, yeah. I, I just, I don't see it that way, I guess. Mm -hmm. Right? Because I could see I myself there too, I guess. Yeah. Like you're saying is, once we can recognize ourselves in, in someone else, especially if they're suffering, I think that's what brings us together, right? Is totally. that we recognize that we're each suffering. Yeah. Just not in that same way in that moment, maybe. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's very cool. Yeah, that's really powerful.
yeah, just that connection. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's exactly what, you know, I've been lacking my whole life, basically. Mm -hmm. That's the one thing that we need as children. Yeah. And the one thing that I didn't, well, I did get it, but, but not, not fully, fully. right? Yeah. yeah. So it's just interesting that how it comes full circle, because now I'm connecting way more with, like, mm -hmm. everybody and... um are you finding that? Like, that you have an easier time making connections with people now? Like, I do. clear-headed and stuff? Or? Yes, yeah. yeah. And it's, I think it's just, it's kind of, I'm more confident within myself. Mm -hmm. um, I used to be so hard on myself, like, so judgmental, everything. Just, the, like, the worst critic of everything. Mm -hmm. And I find that that voice is really, it's, it's quieted quite a bit. I mean, it's not totally gone, but... Yeah. Um, it's definitely way less, and yeah, I'm really grateful for that. And that's <laughs> progress, right? Yes, yeah. As the, as the voice lessens, time goes by between us and our last use or whatever, and that voice just kind of slowly gets a little softer sometimes, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Yeah, especially because I, I, I've, I don't know very much about you. Only We've only had one conversation, which is so far out that we're sitting here doing. I love this. Yeah. <laughs> because it's how you get to know people too, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but what a what an experience! Like one of the things I, do, I you can't tell from being on Instagram is you can't tell like your heart, right? You can you can see like the, you could hear the music, you can hear the words and and read the words that you post. But when I met you for the first time, I sat down and I thought, oh, this is like a really deep human who has like mm -hmm. a deep well like of all kinds of stuff, right? Like there wasn't just one kind of music, right? Like which I'm, again, my ignorance from being an Instagram person, right? But I could only <laughs> see what I could see. And so what a what an incredible gift you have, though, to, to um, well, not only make a person like me feel comfortable, which, in case you're wondering, those kinds of meetups, I'm not comfortable. Like, I am 100% like, oh, this person is going to hate me. This is not going to go well. Really? I'm going to leave. As I walked home <laughs> that day, I literally thought of a thousand reasons why you wouldn't do it. I was like, she's going to come to her senses. She's going to, and, and from, I know it's crazy, right? But when we had such a good talk though. I know it was fantastic. <laughs> and so, but that's how, that's how my mind works too. Mm -hmm. And even though there's been lots of times since I've had a drink, when, when I, when I meet people who are so interesting, right? Like yourself and, and sitting down, I'm like, oh my God, this is going to be awful. She is just going to hate this. <laughs> and then we had a great talk. So of course I'm walking home thinking, man, I don't know if she's going to do it. But then I'm like, yeah, but we had a great talk. Didn't we have a great talk? And then oh there's God. like, seriously, inside my head, there's all these heads going, it was a great talk. I yeah. Think. Yeah. Cause it was pretty awesome. Yeah, it was. Yeah. So thank you very much. You know, I, I don't, is there anything else you want to talk about or do you want to introduce a song? Yeah, let's do a song. Yeah? Because mm -hmm. I'm, I'm sitting here like chomping at the bit because I just, I love your music. Uh, this is so cool. I also feel like, just in case you're wondering out there, uh, she is in the bride's chair. Okay. I am. Um, yeah, she is, today <laughs> she is the guest of honor. So we gave her that chair. I didn't know it was the bride's chair. Bill told us that. I just thought it looked like a very presentable chair. It's making me have very good posture. Yeah, <laughs> which is why I gave it to you and not me, because my posture is terrible. Yeah, yeah. you're more chill, though. I know. So that's good. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you. Which, which song are you going to do for us? Um, I think we'll do two. Okay. Let's, we'll do Single Woman, which is an older song of mine, okay. but wicked song. I like it. And my new song, then, Alone. Alone. Mm -hmm. Perfect. Do you want to tell us about the songs before or after you play them? How about after? Sounds good. Yeah. Let's do it. Cool. Yeah. Everything that she wants, but the truth. 
She's got cause to be proud for the things that she's earned. But she can't share her heart cause friendship she's burned. A single woman always kept her space. Never got too close. Never lost face. Single that she can't lie about the emptiness she has behind her eyes respect that she's strong but she's trying to hide the pains of her heart from a sensual side single Settle down, single woman. Can't wait till there's no one around. Single woman, when will you settle down? Single woman, can't wait till there's no one around. Emotional. Oh, why do I find comfort 
You guys both did great. That was awesome. You can turn the chair if you want. I, I just turned it because I wanted to be able to see you guys sing. Oh. Yeah, it's okay. Whatever's comfortable. Yeah, this is good. <laughs> so tell us about the first song you sang. So Single Women. Um, I wrote that one in when I was in Toronto. Obviously. Oh, okay. Yeah, like after <laughs> I mean, the, the lyrics, because it's kind of about. Is that, is my mic too close to her mic? Or this one maybe? That's that's probably it. Oh. oh. Push hers. Oh. There let's, we go. Let's see if that does it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Perfect. Yeah, so that's kind of an older, you know, the, that actual track is a Euro house dance track. Oh, really? So, yeah, it's a pretty cool beat. I love, I absolutely love the beat. Wicked song. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I'll, I'll talk more probably about Alone, actually, because that's the one sure. that I just, I literally just put it out, put that song out over the pandemic, which was kind of perfect timing. Yeah. <laughs> and um, timing. yeah, it was perfect for the promo, too, because literally the streets were empty. So, I mean, I pictured, I posted a picture today of Marvin and I when we, we went walking on Stephen Abbey to do like a little video and nobody was on the street, literally nobody. <laughs> oh, so that picture today was from before when the streets were empty. Yeah. Wow, I was yeah. wondering, like, how did you find an empty 8th Ave on a Saturday? Uh, yeah, I know, during <laughs> the day, guys, too. Yeah. Like, yeah, really cool. So I was also able to, um, I met up with Robert Jackson's, uh, Robert Jackson's Cinematic is his website. He's okay. a wicked photo a videographer in town. Okay. So we did the video over the pandemic, too, which is just perfect. So, you know, this song is pretty, it's, probably the most real and honest song I've ever written because it is written about depression and addiction. Okay. Um, and it's kind of the first time I've ever really, um, that I'm coming out and talking about it. I yeah. was really, in the beginning, there was a lot of shame around that. Um, a lot of shame. Like, mm -hmm. oh my God. Well, first denial, right? I mean, yeah. complete denial for a couple years, actually. Some yeah. people get it right away. And I was so, I was always so envious of them because I didn't, I just didn't get it. Like, like you mean the alcoholic thing? Okay, yes. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, in the, the program that I'm in, I just did not get it right mm -hmm. away. I, yeah. Um, and it, it took, takes what it takes. It does. Yeah. yeah. You have to get, you have to hit a rock bottom of some sorts. Right. I mean, mm -hmm. and all of those yet, like we were saying, yeah. hadn't happened. So I, I found it was easy for, you know, my brain to tell like, I mean, the sickness that we have is that our brain tells us that it's okay to do it when we know it's not, right? Yeah. It's this, you, it's Yeah, crazy. you mentioned it earlier. You, you kind of noticed you had an allergy right away. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because like, like, the allergy is what we have, but the brain tells us we don't. Yeah. Yeah, that it's fine. It's the weirdest. Very strange. Like, it's so weird. Yeah. Yeah, so I could easily talk myself out of it, thinking like, mm -hmm. well, 
I don't know. I'm like young or like exactly. I'm young. Anything like yeah. Like I still have my car. I still I yeah. still have my health. Like my liver's fine. Like mm. oh my god, just so many stupid excuses. But um, the song is about. Um, it's kind of looking at alone in a different way. Like um, when I've found for me when I've got when I've been in depression. Mm. Um, I, um, there is some sort of a comfort there, right? Mm -hmm. Like it's, it's uncomfortable, but it's more, it seems more uncomfortable to have to change. Right. And you can almost like live in that discomfort and it becomes like your friend almost like it's, it's kind of weird to describe it like that. It does very much though. Yeah. Right. You get used to it. Yeah. 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 And you almost don't after a while think you're worthy of happiness. Um, of anything else of anything yeah. yeah yeah so that's I mean that's what the song is mostly about just kind of um, you know being in that place and just really being pulled, having to fight being like pulled to the dark side I call it well it, the dark side because it's easy for me to go down that yeah. that way and just self-sabotage and mm-hmm. get back to those um, just really unhealthy patterns um, and so do you recognize, like, because uh, I, I, don't, I don't know how long you've been in the program, a couple of years you said that you've been learning about this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and so does it, does it seem like that, like consciously to you, or is it one of those things that you kind of learn as you're going along? Because I didn't know anything ahead of time in recovery. Oh, yeah. Like literally, I, I, people were saying things, but I couldn't relate to them until yeah. I started to experience it. Yeah. I couldn't, mm. I couldn't really relate either until I actually got really honest with mm. myself. Cause like I, in the beginning I was going to meetings and stuff and then also drinking yeah. and sometimes drinking before a meeting, like mm. going and just so disrespectful, like smelling like alcohol, like, mm. oh my God. And it's, <laughs> like, it seems horrible. disrespectful and it seems like, um, so like for the person doing it, it yeah. must seem so shameful. But for the, like, honestly, and I'm not going to speak for everybody, but I am going to definitely talk about how I feel about it and how some other people with a little bit of time feel about it, right? Mm-hmm. You feel like you just got to do what you got to do. Yeah. Right? And you get, you get it when you get it kind of thing. Um, and nobody does it the same way, right? I know that we have this a book and some prescribed steps and stuff like that and stages. We'll say stages. <laughs> stages and steps. But the idea is to unravel it over time, right? Because we can't know what it's going to be like. Yeah. But we always want to. So true. We always want to know, right? So how Mm -hmm. has that been for you? Like, because you're in, you're brand new um, in terms of this new lifestyle, right? Mm -hmm. Because this new lifestyle without booze and drugs, it, 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 for me, it reminded me why I drank and used. Because I started to feel all the stuff. I know. Right? Yeah. How's that, how's that process been? Obviously, Alone um, was written, so it's been pretty good. Um, yeah, it's been an interesting process. I, I realize I don't know anything, right? Mm-hmm. I mean... Oh, welcome. Yeah, I, I was such a know-it-all before, and now I just... I really... I don't know anything, and mm. I really have learned to trust and to turn my will over. Yeah. And that's kind of the only thing I can do right now. Um, it's interesting. I've been doing these, the Osho tarot cards every oh, okay. morning. Yeah. Or I'll do them like throughout the day or whenever. I just like need a message, you know, like. I didn't know Osho had tarot cards. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. They're cool. And um, they're awesome. They're always, they, you always get exactly what you need to hear. Like it's mm-hmm. the weirdest thing ever. Um, uh, well, I forget what I was talking about. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> it you is contag- it along. It's yeah. contagious, Darcy. <laughs> <laughs> so you were talking about um oh geez so oh, i just oh go ahead well the program right yes. i'm just like yes. yeah so yeah basically um it's been really interesting the feelings mm-hmm. um because i know i always numbed out ever since i was a kid i realized that i i think because of like when i was young um my, one of my parents would go traveling all the time and the other parent would watch us and they weren't very present or I didn't have a relationship at all. I don't even think they 
fed us like dinner, to be honest. Really? Yeah. Um, and so there's this whole lack of connection mm -hmm. and this sense of abandonment, right? Okay. I mean, yeah, yeah, but it just carried forever. Um, yeah, it's, it's amazing as a as a kid though, like even if there's no overt like abuse like physical abuse, mm -hmm. the lack of connection that you keep mentioning is paramount to like, it, it's it's kind of paramount to building an alcoholic slash addict or someone who totally. has some mental health difficulties, right? Yeah. Because that lack of connection with, with one or both parents, just because one's present doesn't mean they're present, mm -hmm. right? Because we all know that there's lots of people with alcoholic mothers or fathers that were very present, but their presence actually made it worse. Totally, right? yeah. By not even by not feeding, doing stuff like that. And I'm not suggesting that there was that going on in terms of your house, but it just sounds when we when we lack that connection, it shapes us. Yeah. Right? And just even being in a dysfunctional mm -hmm. family. Like yeah. I'm sure every every family is somewhat dysfunctional, right? To some extent, for sure. Yeah. But yeah, just seeing seeing the patterns and it's interesting now that my cousin just had a little baby girl. Oh, She's yeah. So cute. Well, congrats. Yeah. To her. I, I know. Corey. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Whenever someone has a baby, yay. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just interesting to watch because um, they they watch everything you do, right? Mm -hmm. And they're just, it's interesting. Just, <laughs> I was with them last night. I was just kind of think, reflecting on my own, my own childhood, mm -hmm. like my first memories, right? Like we're probably around four or five years old. Mm -hmm. And... Before that, I had taken in four or five years of seeing, like, yeah. kind of the way that you live life, apparently, with, like, mm -hmm. a one angry parent and one submissive one. And, like, yeah, yeah. it's just, it's it shapes kind of, like, who you are. It's weird. Well, it definitely would. Mm-hmm. Because you have to be, like, one of the things that would be happening right away, because I know, for me, one of my first emotions is fear. The first thing I remember feeling, Yeah. you know, is fear. Like, whether it was... Um, I can't quite connect it to what was happening, but it is definitely my first feeling that I can recall is being terrified yeah. of something, right? And, and for yeah. me, I was outside of the home being abused. And so I gradually became more and more afraid, like, because it doesn't make it better. <laughs> it just gradually builds, like, and same with, with having parents that are maybe absent, right? And, mm -hmm. and not, or let's just say not what you needed. Uh, do you have siblings? Yeah. I do. I have an older brother. Oh, okay. Right on. Yeah. So, and um, are you guys close? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. And and how does, do you guys ever talk about that? Like growing up together and do you ever talk about how, um, how it felt for him or both of you together? Um, or is he not a talker? Because some people no, aren't he talkers. Is. Oh, okay. He is a talker actually. And yeah. more so now when that we're older, we're closer. Mm -hmm. Um, no, he's a talker. It's interesting because he he wants to talk about the real stuff. He's so sick of like d having like surface level mm -hmm. conversations. Like yeah. he gets mad. It's I like it. It's funny. It's like, Obviously, you both yes. have that running through you, right? <laughs> yeah. You, I don't take I you for, for a person. Yeah, but I think it's because for so long, if for so long you're silenced. Mm -hmm. If you can like break out of that, you have a lot to say. Like, yeah, you right? do. Yeah. So I feel like that's kind of where we're at because. That's for a long time, I was like so shy that I wouldn't even talk. Yeah. Like it's so stupid. So well, it's so un it's just how it's how you get how a person gets like kind of taught, right? Mm -hmm. And so like and and I keep I would just say that because when you say stupid, it's not stupid. Like it's learned. It's a hundred percent learned. Yeah. You know. Um, and I, I only do that to other people. I help them not call themselves stupid. But I don't <laughs> do it to myself. So. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's way easier to say that to someone else. Yeah. You're not stupid. <laughs> this is like the learned, um, the learned, uh, what do they call that? Almost like learned helplessness, right? Because we're children when this stuff happens. Mm -hmm. So we're getting reared by those things. And whether people have good intentions or not, it doesn't matter what the actions are and how it totally. makes a child feel. And you know. even even being around a stressed parent, mm -hmm. even if they're not taking out on you, yeah. that energy, babies and young adults totally pick up on that. And then yeah. they, they are feeling that as well. Like, mm -hmm. it's so... I studied um, 
he, masterclass for healers okay. from Gabor Mate. Oh yeah, great! And I love him. Recently, he's amazing. Like, yeah. and it really opened my eyes to the fact that all of this starts when we're super young, before we we even have any recollection of mm. it. And um, he works with addicts on like Hastings, right? I mean, yeah. he's he's basically seen it all, and his mm. his capacity for compassion unbelievable. is unbelievable. Like. And he's all about going back and doing that inner child work. Mm-hmm. Like when, and I, it's interesting, he gets you to do this exercise where um, you take a picture of yourself and literally you were supposed to like meditate daily or, well, I've been meditating daily, but yeah, he suggested to, you go back and kind of thank, thank little Amy for, mm-hmm. you know, taking care of me and you know for all those characteristics that you you thought were helping you and they did help you survive right but I'm I'm good now I'm I'm gonna take care of you now so Mm -hmm. like kind of like let little Amy off the hook like she was she did her part but (laughs) it's one of the reasons I really like appreciate him though is because he does have a very um like calming sense of reality in terms of that connection and the lack of connection Mm -hmm. right that happens it's just, it's, it's profound. I, th- I think he's brilliant. So keep telling us about this course. Like, so this course is online? It is online. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's at um, wholehearted.org. Wholehearted.org. Yeah. If you're interested, Gabor Mate is great. Um, he's got lots of lectures online. Yeah. Um, and There's a lot of courses on that site, actually. Are there? Different ones. Marianne Williamson does, oh. a, a, does a speech, um, does a talk. Yeah. Yeah. Wholehearted. Great. Check it out. Yeah, it's good. Okay, so that's yeah. obviously helping you grow mm-hmm. in terms of investigating, like looking at uh, adverse childhood experiences and, and trying to figure out sort of the pathology from there to now. Um, mm-hmm. are, you, are you like surprised by any of the connections you're making in terms of like remembering? Is there stuff that's surprising you um, about life now versus what you might have thought it was growing up, right? Because now... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, what's your biggest surprise? Um, my biggest surprise, and I'll, I'll help you out. My biggest <laughs> surprise was that, first of all, nobody cared that I was sober. What? <laughs> that was Even the your first, parents? My parents did. Oh. But I mean like the world. <laughs> the world at large didn't. My parents yeah. loved me. They were over the moon that I was sober. Yeah. I'm sure for them it was like, oh, thank God. Um, yeah, they just well, want you to was. live. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally. But nobody else did. Right. So, and in my egoic mind at the time, I thought, well, now that I'm sober, people should give me a break. Right. But I didn't quite know how things worked. Right. Like that, Mm -hmm. obviously that's not how it works. And I learned pretty quick that that's not how it works. And so, (laughs) um, now I don't know where I was going with that. So for me, the the surprise is, um, (laughs) that I kind of thought, okay, you get sober and then everything works out. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, something like, like that. The same idea, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like then I get a, the the relationship that I want and yeah. the perfect job and all that stuff. And unfortunately, it's <laughs> yeah. God's timeline, not yeah. Amy's timeline. So it's been interesting to just be patient, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, especially through this COVID thing, like so much alone time that's mm-hmm. pretty unhealthy for a. Yeah. recovering alcoholic right but so unhealthy yeah. yeah but I you know I made it through and um it's I mean these past couple of weeks have been the hardest actually I had to put down my little dog Lucy oh, of 15 right. years yeah just the saddest thing ever oh. that same day my aunt passed away oh really yeah um yeah it was it's been interesting wow. to have to grieve like I literally cry every single day yeah but it's good. I feel like I've been holding tears in for years, and mm. now I'm just letting them out. And That's good. Yeah. And it's it so, is good. so healthy to be able to lean into it, Amy. Mm-hmm. Like you, you lean into the grief and experience it. and then Absolutely. That's the only way. I've mm. fought it for so long, thinking yeah. going the easier, softer way always, right? They're yeah, just me too. Around. Or, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But the only way is through. Mm. And, and I think, again, we were talking about it earlier, but the 12-step um, program that I'm a part of really prepared me to learn how to grieve. Like, it really did. Like, to, to learn that 
it's not about me when someone dies, but, but what is yeah. mine is my grief, how I feel. Uh, and I, th I think, honestly, you're way ahead of the game if you're already feeling that way and being able to lean into it, because I could not. Like I, uh, it took me years to lean into grief. So well done. Uh, honestly, it is, it's one of the most consistent things I hear when I listen to Fifth Steps, and I've been listening to them for about 12 years, I think, 11, 12 years, and the consistent thing is just that, right? It's like that, now I can't remember what we were talking about again. Like, what's that? Grief. The consistent, yes, thank you, Darcy. Darcy's <laughs> my angel. Um, and you too, you help too, thank you. Um, but learning how to grieve, um, and even recognizing that I never grieved before, like mm -hmm. really grieved. Yeah, know? it's so important. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm glad, I was grateful that you were able to do that openly um, mm -hmm. and, and grieve, because I mean, for lots of us, and I don't, know, I, I don't know anything about the differences between men and women, so I have no idea. But the, for lots of us people who come into sobriety and stuff, we have no idea how we feel. Like, I had no idea. I know. Right? Yeah, totally. I was so out of touch. Mm -hmm. It's interesting. Like, my mom, um, her and her friend, they text each other, like, their feeling. Yeah. Like, how are you feeling today? And they'll just be honest and, like, they honestly text their feeling. No judgment. The other person mm -hmm. doesn't even reply, but it's just saying the feeling and it's interesting how many feelings there are she sent me like a picture of this yeah. whole wheel and there's so many and usually i use like i don't know three like happy okay <laughs> i was gonna say two <laughs> yeah like yeah. <laughs> it's like wow there's all these emotions yeah. you can feel like <laughs> i'm even and then i'm angry <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah yeah so it's yeah it's been it's been quite the journey but i'm you know i'm truly grateful for the program that I'm part mm -hmm. of and I, I'm today I am grateful to be an alcoholic because I don't yeah. I feel like I wouldn't I wouldn't have a relationship with my mm -hmm. higher power I call it God um I just I don't think I would mm -hmm. I know I have a lot of friends one friend in particular who's not doing well right now and she mm -hmm. doesn't have a relationship with God and I feel like oh I just I personally need that in my life because I've spent so long feeling lonely and alone mm -hmm. right and when I, how, now that I've cultivated this relationship and I do my rituals and, you know, keep spiritually mm -hmm. fit every single day, um, I don't feel alone yeah. anymore. Like, I mean, obviously I have moments where I do, but generally my general sense is like that I'm cared for and loved and mm -hmm. that's so different than it was before. That is right? really different. <laughs> Even yeah. in this conversation, like it's <laughs> drifted. That's very different. Yeah. <laughs> but beautifully different. Mm -hmm. Right, like yeah, the, I'm grateful. No doubt. Like mm -hmm. I, I mean, it, you've you're definitely taking what you can with it, right? And and turning it like the the song alone. Like I almost cried a little bit, but I remembered that we were alive, so I didn't. I was like, nope, I'm not crying. Uh, you, what? You've got Come you've on. got something in your eyes over there. <laughs> yeah, Darcy, you cry. I'm not crying. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's one of those things that like I could hear it in when I heard it online too, when I heard your song. And of course I did like totally go down your YouTube page and look at all your music and listen to your music and stuff. And, and the, the truth of the matter is I think it's always been there. Like the, the pain side right, mm -hmm. has been there. And it seems like um, there's might be a slight, well there's gonna be a, definitely a growth um, from the Amy we see today until maybe next year. Or maybe oh. even next month. Daily. Yeah. I feel like I grow daily. Do like, you? Yeah. 100%. Like constantly evolving like to new information and stuff like that. That's one thing yeah. I, I noticed right away with our conversation the first time we met was, yeah, how evolving like and open, leaving it open to evolve further. Mm -hmm. right? And I think a lot of times people, when they come into early recovery, they try to keep it so rigid because rigid, rigidity feels like safety right? But then they don't, uh, sometimes they don't open it back up to be like, okay, yeah, I have to be rigid about my not drinking, right? 100%, black and white. That's mm -hmm. my, as, as Workaholics Anonymous calls it, that's my bottom line. My bottom line is I just don't pick up. Everything else is possible. Yeah. Uh, not recommended, a lot of stuff, <laughs> but it's possible. Um, and so are you finding, are, are you having like difficulty in terms of uh, just recovery in general, or are you really 
feeling like deep inside that you're connected? Because I get a sense you feel connected. I truly feel connected. Yeah. Um, so I didn't share this part of my journey, mm -hmm. but I'll share it now. Um, I had almost five years of sobriety. Okay. And then I did relapse in the beginning of COVID. Mm -hmm. um, and... I'm so grateful that I relapsed. Like, mm -hmm. oh my God, at the, at the time, there was so much shame, guilt, remorse. Oh, mm -hmm. just, I mean, I, I was out for months because I, because of the shame and the guilt and it's crazy, like mm -hmm. how quickly it comes back. Like it's, it's definitely not better back. It's not better out there. Um, did you, did, so did you notice it like right away? Because, you know, some people will get, like, a little bit of a reprieve in the beginning when they go back out. Right away. Yeah. Because I'm so a blackout, right? Yeah. So, blackout right away. Like, yeah. <laughs> the first day. And then the allergy kicks in. Mm -hmm. So, then I need it again. Yeah. And, oh, my God, just, yeah, it's pretty powerful. Um, but now, like, the thing about during those five years, mm -hmm. I wasn't doing a program. Okay. I didn't, I wasn't cultivating this relationship with God. I wasn't... Yeah doing meetings. I wasn't being of service. I wasn't, I was still very selfish and had all the isms basically. And just living in complete fear and a horrible, horrible relationship. Like mm -hmm. ugh, just with a person who, you know, you're with whoever you're with is usually a reflection of your thoughts about yourself. Yeah. And I'm just like not in a good place. So now I have a strong program. Like I, mm -hmm. I'm redoing the steps and I have a really awesome sponsor. Um, I met through Marvin. Right on. <laughs> Anyways, Thank you, yeah, Barbara. Shout out to Brandy. <laughs> Anyways. Shout out to who? Brandy. Hi, Brandy. Hey, she's watching. Um, yeah, it's just, it's way different now. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's way different. I'm actually doing the work. Yeah. And I want to be of service. I realize that um, it's about being of service now. Mm -hmm. It's not, it's no longer what Amy wants. I mean, yeah. I have my goals and I have my ambitions and I will do those but mm -hmm. at the end of the day it's about being a really good servant of god mm -hmm. i mean yeah that's I well wanna, said yeah <laughs> yeah i think well because yeah. that's kind of what the 12-step programs in general absolutely really touch on right like yeah. it's a cornerstone of, of my program like yours is, is being of service to others and the truth of the matter is i've yet to learn of of something that i can do that helps better than working with someone else. I like, know, right? Even know. even prayer and meditation, right? Like they both yeah. work, I do them regularly, but the truth of the matter is sitting down with somebody, talking to somebody, and just two drunks talking to each other. There's nothing better. Right? Honestly, it's so weird. Yeah, I was going on a walk with a friend the other day and she, um, she started off by like, okay, I've been waiting to tell somebody this all day, but I know you're the only one that would get it. Oh, yeah. And because we're both in yep. program, and I was like, uh, like, it's just like, mm -hmm. that's the perfect example of what it's like, right? Because we have the same brain, like, yeah. <laughs> no one else gets me. No, like, totally. Yeah. Like, and, and one of my friends a couple weeks ago, he, he goes, Dave, I, I know I can talk to you. Just to follow on that, like, I know I can talk to you about this because you're not going to call the cops on me when I tell you. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, chances are good I'm not going like, to. Yeah. Chances are pretty good. And so, you, like, yeah, like it, it's so funny, but he's one of us too, right? So he was just like, I know that you understand when I say these certain things, it doesn't mean to panic and call the ambulance. And I'm like, I, yeah, for sure, because if it did, people yeah. would be calling it on me every day. And mm -hmm. thank God they don't. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Stay away from my house. <laughs> Five minutes. Mm. Yeah. For sure. So what we'll do is, are you okay to do another song? Yeah, totally. You guys are okay with that? Yeah. Is there anything else you want, do you want to talk about the song after again? This is actually just a cover song that we okay. love playing. It's uh, For the Love of You by the Isley Brothers. Okay, cool. Yeah. Right on. So, so it's not one of mine, but Okay, so why, why did you pick that song? Um, or did Marvin? Marvin really likes playing it. Nice. <laughs> and uh, I like singing it. It's really pretty. Well, then pretty let's song. do it. Yeah. Let's yeah. Do it. And do you want to chat after again? And, or are you good? Do you have anything else you want to tell us about? I don't think so. No? No. Okay. Um, <laughs> this has been fantastic. Yeah, thank you. You're, I mean, yeah. yeah, I want to thank you so much. Cool. Thank you, Darcy. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, a, it's our pleasure. Thank you, Marvin, for coming. Um, yeah, yeah, it's our pleasure to have you, and uh, I'm probably going to invite you back again. 
Uh, and awesome. maybe we'll invite you back to do like a whole set of your material. Cool. Of your own stuff. Totally. Yeah, yeah, I'd love that. Cool. Awesome. That'd be fantastic. Well, you guys take it away. Yeah, thank you. You're welcome. Cool. Thanks everyone for watching.
Thanks for watching, everybody. Thank, thank you both so much. Thank you, Marvin. Thank you, Amy. Thank you. Um, you guys, it's fantastic. Uh, I want to take a second to thank Sam for the land acknowledgement. Thank you very much. Darcy, for your production, as always. And for the big guy up in the sound booth up top, Bill. Thank yes. you, sir. Thank and you. thank you all for watching. If you're out there watching, Mom, Dad, thank you. Uh, take care. <laughs>